Good morning, everybody. It's uh, 5.30 in the morning and I'm up for all of us to make a beautiful podcast again in the term, in the terms of making our revision more great. So today's topic, which I'm going to be discussing is physiology of endocrines. Since I've, um, I'm uh, bound with the time, so I won't be able to discuss a lot of topics or all the topics, but still we'll be covering a good bunch of things for the revision purpose as well as for the concept purpose so let us start endocrine so what happens is endocrine uh, system if we talk about it is more of a hormonal thing right and hormones if i talk about hormones are two important sort of uh, divided into two important groups it is lipid soluble and other is water soluble these lipid soluble hormones are called as group one hormones and water soluble hormones are called as group two hormones now let me talk about group 1 hormone first. The group 1 hormones consist of thyroid as well as steroid hormones. These are fat soluble. Alright. So they act directly inside the cell because they can cross the cell membrane. So what are the examples of group 1? That is thyroid, vitamin A, vitamin D. Apart from which steroids. If I talk about steroids, it consists of three types of steroids. It is six steroids glucocorticoids and mineralocorticoids the sex steroids act acts via both nuclear as well as cytoplasmic receptor whereas the mineralocorticoids or the aldosterone it acts via cytoplasmic pathway only so let me uh, repeat it again sex steroids and glucocorticoids they act via they act via nuclear as well as cytoplasmic receptors but if i talk about mineralocorticoid it acts via cytoplasmic receptor only now let's talk about water soluble receptors what are water soluble receptors these receptors can, uh, are mostly polypeptide or glycopeptide or monoamines they cannot cross cell membrane hence they have to bind on the cell surface receptor and then get inside to perform further action and if, if i talk about something interesting about these uh, these hormones these water soluble group 2 receptors or sorry these water soluble group 2 hormones either uh, they end with n or h or p let me tell you with example that is ghrelin insulin lh fsh crh or p i said right like ANP, GLP, VIP, GLP, etc. So I hope I'm clear. So how do polypeptides act? Polypeptides, let me talk about. It's a very uh, interesting and important topic. They have two pathways to act. One is tyrosine kinase, other one is non-tyrosine kinase. Non-tyrosine kinase pathway is called as GPCR pathway. The tyrosine kinase consists of three enzymes that is called uh, three hormones called as pig hormones and GPCR consists of non-pig hormones which consist of LH, FSH, oxytocin, CN, etc. Alright, so let's talk about GPCR first. What is GPCR? It is a serpentine metabotrophic receptor consists of uh, made up of three units that is alpha, beta and gamma. The hormone itself, the first, the hormone itself binding on GPCR acts like a first messenger which binds to GPCR which leads to alpha chain breaking. Alpha chain breaks away and binds to GTP. As it binds to GTP, GTP has come into play and activates G protein. The activated G protein depends upon two important factors that is GSGI, GQS, and GT. These are the different sort uh, different sort of G protein units 
which helps us in making the uh, receptor compatibility and that this particular activated g protein unit will decide that what is the further fate of the uh, the the interaction going on so let me talk about uh, gt unit all right uh, these are four unit let me repeat it again that is gs gi gq and gt gs gi gq and gt let me talk, uh, for, for the simplicity sake let me tell you one thing gs s is a stimulatory unit and i is a inhibitory unit right so let me do it clear make it clear again all right so the guanyl cyclase the guanyl cyclase uh, enzyme uh, they activate cgmp this cgmp activation causes gt the gt type of protein to be activated if it is adenyl cyclase it activates camp which activates plus uh, which uh, on 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 activating uh, if camp is uh, activated then it causes uh, gs type of stimulation and if it is not activated or inhibited it causes gi type of stimulation third is phospholipase phospholipase activates ip3 or dag pathway which needs gq unit it is a bit of confusing thing but it is really important to understand let me talk it talk about it again right so what happens is alpha unit breaks and binds gtp that all we know and then gtp is acts into play this gtpa makes a g protein activated as this g protein activates as this g protein activates it cons- uh, g protein activates so what sort of g protein will be activated it depends on the type of secondary messenger and there are different types of g proteins we already discussed let me t- tell it again talk it talk about it again that is gs all right gs gt gi and gq whereas gs is stimulatory gi is inhibitory and both of them come under the action of camp where gt is under the action of cgmp and gq is in under the action of ip3 all right like you can remember with the thing that ip3 p resembles with q right a bit of that's why so that's the thing so camp if it is activated it causes gs and if it is inhibited causes ca this is something important all right so let us continue ahead cgmp what is cgmp it is uh, found by uh, it is formed in two particular things two particular uh, it it happens in two particular hormones that is no and anp all right anp is released by right atrium during increase of volume or increase in the sodium overload all right and it is a counter hormone for aldosterone anp let me tell you again it is a counter hormone for aldosterone so if we so we can apply common sense like aldosterone causes sodium and water retention so it has to increase the sodium in the urine and decrease the sodium in serum so prevent edema so anp comes into role in cohn's disease it has a very important role in cohn's disease all right the cgmp cgmp hormones are non anp i hope i'm very very clear because this is something really important ip3 dhe ip3 dhe pathway it is more of a concerned with calcium pathway we know right and calcium is something uh, related to either contraction or releasing releasing like neurotransmitters 
or contraction sort of thing like uh, so I, I hope I'm clear so like this is something for mnemonic uh, not the mnemonic but uh, for the this is uh, uh, this is something to memorize it in a very clear and conceptual way all right so ip3 dag uh, will increase the calcium which is also helpful exocytosis causing secretion as well as it this particular ip3 dag pathway seen in contractile hormones for example neurotransmitters as well as contractile hormones like oxytocin all right angiotensin vasopressin gastrin and cholecystokinin i hope now i am clear that ip3 dag how come it is a contractile hormone pathway right again let us talk about it oxytocin angiotensin vasopressin gastrin and cholecystokinin and non contractile hormone two important hormones starting with g that is gnrh and ghrh i know it is a bit of very tiring topic but it's really important so that's why i have chosen this topic to come around so hormones with the nature we have decided with uh, and that is steroid or other things and these polypeptide and all these hormones are ending with n uh, that is in h or p either they are going to be tyrosine kinase or they are going to be gpcr if it is gpcr it is going to be by cgmp pathway cgmp pathway is going to be no and anp all right if it is going to be ip3 dag pathway it more of involves with calcium thing and uh, which will lead which will lead to the activation or which will which involves the pathway of contractile hormones as well as the g hormones that is gnrh and ghrh all right and third pathway is for rest of all what was the third pathway that is camp right so most of the pathway are dependent on camp so this was really important and i hope we cleared it very nicely now let me talk about something uh, of pancreatic hormones what are pancreatic hormones they they, they are they are present in the islet of langer hands and uh, present in different different cells all right let me talk about alpha cells alpha cells uh they secrete glucagon all right what is the function of glucagon it itself saying what the what is what is the function glucagon that is glucose is gone that is, is released by hypoglycemia during fasting starvation malabsorption so what does it do it increases the glycogenolysis or it increases increases the gluconeogenesis so it's uh, its primary function is to increase the sugar levels and we know what it is going to act with the pathway it's going to act with the cmp pathway right let's move ahead for the beta cells of pancreas beta cells of pancreas again allied of they present they are present in the center of center of allied of langer hands and what they are going to secrete all of us know insulin so what is insulin now it is a counter hormone of glucagon before that we read anp what is anp anp is a counter hormone of aldosterone and aldosterone rises is seen in cohen syndrome all right so i hope i am crystal clear this is something very interesting it's going to be let's move ahead now what are, what what's the uh, insulin going to do it's it's going to save the glucose for the future uh, by making it into glycogen so that's why it's the only hormone which is going to it is the only hormone this is the only hormone to 
create hypoglycemia being a metabolic hormone it's the only hormone which creates hypoglycemia restorer creates hyperglycemia whether it is glucagon or growth hormone or epinephrine or norepinephrine or thyroid or anything all right so that's why uh, since all other metabolic hormone causes hyperglycemia hence cause weight loss yes this is something really important hence they cause weight loss now let's talk about amylin amylin is something really important we have uh, and let me tell you one beautiful thing amylin analogs these uh, pramylinitide and all these amylin analogs they are very helpful in both type of diabetes type 1 and type 2 and also they are helpful in uh, they, they are also helpful in decreasing the insulin dose they can use with, uh, they can be used with the insulin to decrease its dose this was something a uh, pharma pharmacological output or outcome let me talk about one more thing what they are going to do they reduce gastric emptying they reduce gastric emptying and they increase uh, they decrease the git uptake uptake of carbohydrates so these are two important functions let me talk about delta cell delta d for delta d for diffuse so they are diffusely located before this we talk we had a conversation about beta cells beta cells are present in the center in, in reading insulin so delta cell secretes somatostatin what is somatostatin it is a anti hormone for somatomedin a now let us talk about what is somatomedin a somatomedin a is nothing but the growth hormone now f cells f cells are few in number so they release pancreatic polypeptide so let's move ahead insulin and its glycemic control that is okay that is uh, none of the point we are going to discuss but the important thing we are supposed to know is while insulin is secreted it creates two peaks all right uh, when when insulin is secreted it creates two peaks the one the, the peak number one is due to pre synthesized insulin and the other peak is due to sustained peak due to the insulin which is created all right so that's the thing now let's talk about insulin chain it consists of three chains alpha chain or a chain b chain and c chain c chain is a uh, is a vestigial chain which has no uh, sort of option but it is very helpful in diagnostic uh, in uh, in uh, for, for diagnostic purposes in different cases of like diabetes as well as in different tumors like insulinoma etc all right so this was at the uh, a description about insulin now let's move ahead let's move ahead let's talk about thyroid right thyroid 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 it's something thyroid is a very important hormone all right uh, the production of thyroid we are not going to discuss we are going to discuss the the access of thyroid secretion from the hypothalamus trh is released right from the hypothalamus trh is released which reaches to anterior pituitary causing secretion of tsh which causes the secretion of t3 and t4 and TSH gives the negative feedback to TRH and T3 and T4 gives a negative feedback to TSH. TSH SA is the most important and the most sensitive indicator of thyroid because this is this is somewhere in the midway. So that's why this is something really important which reflects the uh, which reflects the activity of thyroid and which 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 can help us in diagnosing different sort of cases. All right, TSH. if uh, and uh, ts proportionates to that uh, di- thyroid disease also for example 
if tsh and thyroid uh, uh if tsh and thyroid hormones t3 and t4 both are elevated all right both are elevated or both are depressed if they are in, in, in they, if they are synchronized in the same pattern the cause is going to be pituitary but if tsh and t3 t4 are not in synchrony for example tsh is increased and t3 t4 are decreased or vice versa that tsh is decreased and t3 t4 are increased it is going to be <clears throat> it is going to be a primary disorder let me repeat it again if tsh and t3 t4 go in the synchrony that is tsh is increasing as well as t3 t4 are also increasing it's going to be a pituitary cause this going to be a pituitary cause or a secondary cause but if tsh is proportional is inversely proportional for example if tsh is increasing and t3 t4 are decreasing it's going to be a thyroid cause or a primary cause it's very important and it should be memorized now we'll talk about difference between t3 and t4 t3 is more potent all right t4 is less potent all right t3 is more active t4 is less active t3 is produced in a very least less quantity that is 9% and t4 is produced in very huge quantities that is 90% plasma protein binding t3 has 99.8% and t4 has 99.98% all right t half uh, t3 has a shorter t half that is 1 to 2 days and t4 has a longer t half 6 to 7 days plasma protein acts as a buffer and storage for t3 and t4 if low thyroid production increase and in release of t3 t4 from plasma proteins all right which maintains the active free form level and therefore the bound form will decrease all right so that's the thing now uh, let's talk about two important effects that is wolf chekhov effect and other is george bisto effect wolf chekhov off that is off what is off that is increasing the iodine causes a shutdown of pituitary all right it causes the pituitary shutdown or shutdown of thyroid from through the pituitary axis right so increasing of the iodine causes thyroid uh, or pituitary shutdown right but jord uh, based do do means do in hindi means give right so if we in, by jord based of phenomena therefore increasing the iodine makes the um, marks the point of increasing t3 and t4 that is called iodine induced hyperthyroidism all right this is something really important and we also know that th- thyroid is very much implicated in increasing the bmr and basal metabolic rate in the normal humans now let us talk about adrenals yes this is something really important adrenals are really 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 important so let's talk about adrenal the adrenal divided into th- three particular things that is cortex and medulla let's talk about cortex first cortex has three pro- proper zones called as gfr that is zona glomerulosa zona fasciculata and zona reticularis let us talk about glomerulosa glomerulosa has uh, the word linked to the kidney so it consists of the hormone that is aldosterone the other one is fasciculata fasciculata secretes glucocorticoids that is corticosterone as well as cortisol corticosterone has both has weak mineralocorticoid activity 
and that is the other one is reticularis what is reticularis we are going to talk a bit later so that is the particular case now let's move ahead reticularis is more of concerned with six hormones if i if i if i have to elaborate it it is uh, more of a steroids it consists mostly it consists of six hormones as well as like for example estrogen testosterone progesterone etc all right so let's move ahead this was the uh, basic classification now let's talk about medulla 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 let me tell you one thing cortex has nothing to do with catecholamines cortex is only and only linked with steroids that means for the cortex the raw material is going to be cholesterol all right and if we talk about medulla adrenal medulla it is going to secrete what it is it is it is firstly supplied by sympathetic nerve and it is uh, it needs tryptophan cells of medulla and it it needs what it needs tyrosine and what are the uh, structures you know, what are the different hormonal structures going to meet Uh, that is epinephrine ep, uh, followed by norepinephrine followed by dopamine why epinephrine is in a more quantity than norepinephrine and uh, this is something really important why it is because of the presence of uh, the the enzyme n methyltransferase right it is because of the enzyme n methyltransferase which creates this particular issue because uh, the n methyltransferase is responsible for converting non epinephrine or epinephrine to epinephrine and that's the reason in the different in the in the different tumors of pheochromocytomas like paraganglioma or extraadrenal pheochromocytoma the more amount is present of norepinephrine and less amount is of epinephrine because those particular extraadrenal sites do not possess any methyltransferase to convert them into the uh, epinephrine form right so these this this is something really important and uh, uh let, let me have a look what all what what else we can discuss mm, yeah this is one more thing really important uh, the 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 receptors uh, the the medulla acts via gpcr we know that the medullary hormones act acts via gpcr we know that but the alpha receptors the alpha receptors act via ip3 tag mechanism so ip3 tag was concerned with calcium so ip3 tag that is alpha so what it is going to do we already discussed ip3 tag mechanism is more of a constricting thing so it's going to do vasoconstriction amazing guys and beta beta consists of cam camp so it acts upon beta 1 beta 2 and beta 3 that is heart smooth muscles beta 1 for heart beta 2 for smooth muscles and beta 3 for brown fat all right catecholamines are secreted as after after metabolism they are secreted secreted as vinyl mandelic acid and in the uh, urine uh, it, the samples can be found these is for the, for the screening of pheochromocytoma uh, uh, vinyl mandelic acid is not that much used now the the, the better screening thing is urine plasma nephrine uh, urine met, free metanephrine followed by plasma because the urine has more sensitivity 
urine samples has, has have more sensitivity sensitivity that than plasma all right so this was the basic sort of uh, involvement now i'm going to talk about something really important and this is going to be pituitary right pituitary pituitary is really important and we're going to discuss the two aspects of pituitary that is anterior and posterior aspect so let's continue anterior and posterior aspect the anterior pituitary it has hypothalamic regulation and the posterior pituitary has a uh, it is in the neurological or neuroinfundibular pathway uh, a connection with the hypothalamus via neuroinfundibular pathway all right so that's the thing doubt uh, we won't make a confusion here we'll uh, cover the anterior portion first then we'll come towards the posterior portion all right so to all of my uh i'm sorry yeah to all of my uh, indian listeners i i might give you some good mnemonics to uh, remember these things uh, the things we are going to uh, discuss right now the first is hypothalamic regulation so hypothalamic uh, anterior pituitary is via under hypothalamic regulation which uh, which uh, take care about two particular types of cells that is chromophil and chromophobic chromophilic cells and chromophobic cells all right and uh, chromophil cells contains two particular cells that is acidophilic and basophilic all right acidophilic uh, uh, i'm sorry uh, that is acidophilic and basophilic actually i'm trying to make out the mnemonic which i made a uh, 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 few few minutes few minutes back so i was just uh, a bit disoriented so let's let's continue that is uh, Acidophilics are also called as somatomyotrophs, which consist of growth hormone and PRL. These are acidophilic, and basophilic consists of LH, FSH, MSH, TSH, ACTH. All sort of H hormones are under these are this thing. Now let's talk about posterior pituitary. Posterior pituitary. Uh, we know it is in a in via connection with a neuroinfundibular uh, uh, pathway, and it secretes ADH as well as vasopressin and oxytocin. ADH, uh, ADH and vasopressin. Uh, what are they going to do? ADH. Let me tell you, it has a brilliant network of uh, receptors, and in when it comes upon the kidney, it works on B2 receptors. present in the distal tubules acts via peritubular capillaries because it is not at all filtered just like aldosterone and it acts on uh, this particular pathway via gpcr and oxytocin uh, is secreted from paraventricular nucleus that is also from the gpcr and we know oxytocin is a secreting as well as contracting hormone so it's going to love it, it's going to uh, go via pathway of ip3 and dac it's also called as love and affection hormone uh present and 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 uh, that's particularly secreted by insular cortex as well oxytocin uh, also help in sperm ejaculation uterine contraction milk ejection and let down reflex that is also called as let down let down reflex and milk ejection milk ejection when it happens 
and when the sucking reflex from the child uh, is transferred towards the uh, towards the mother uh, this particular creates a bond a, a bond of affection and this bond of affection has uh, a made a very major role played by the hormone oxytocin right so this was all uh, the basic things there are many other things of endocrine but uh, we don't have much time to discuss i just wanted to discuss a few important things which can be helpful for all of us and i hope this was a bit of uh, helpful for you guys i know the topic was not that much interesting because this particular the, the medium which we have chosen it's not the proper medium because many of the things by audio note are not properly delivered to you guys so i hope uh, but still what all i have discussed it is really important and it will help you to revise uh, your notes no matter whichever topic you are studying